Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. Hey friends, in today's episode, we talk about number tracking and we wanted to give you some free resources to help you do the same thing. So you can go to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash track and you can get your own copy of Katie's overview as well as a list of things that you could be tracking. So go to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash track. Enjoy the episode. I feel like if there was negative feedback, they probably wouldn't tell me. (laughs) And then I put a column at the end called big picture. If you hired you to run your business, right? would you fire you? Right. Great, you can afford your Your house. house. (laughs) (laughs) The conversations were going better Mm -hmm. and better. And then like, it just started producing better results. Love it. Really? We've been on the market for 300 days and you never had a buyer. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Welcome to episode 226. We're into the month of December. Oh my gosh, where did 2023 go? <laughs> I know. I, I keep, really feel that way. I keep seeing all this stuff about 2024. I'm like, y'all, that's got to be two years from now. I know. Like, I can't even believe any of it. Mm-mm. When you stop and think about the beginning-ish of COVID in 2020, and they're like, this will probably last like a year. And you were like, that's so long. Mm-hmm. And now you're like so far beyond it. I know. It's like, a, it's almost a distant memory. The time just keeps moving. <laughs> it just keeps on moving. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we're on the other side of that. <laughs> Me too. And it's the end of the year. So today we're going to talk about number tracking. Okay. And goal setting. Perfect. It's all about the data. <laughs> and you know how I feel about data. You love data. I love data. It's probably why I like that part of the real estate process though, like the market report and setting a price and like looking at what's happening and like trying to interpret data, right? So you shouldn't just be interpreting data for your clients. You Mm -hmm. should be interpreting data for yourself. Correct. Because you're a business. Yeah. And that's kind of the bottom line of this though. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect time of year for you to take a beat before it's, you know, you've had your Thanksgiving. You have a minute here where it's kind of back to work Mm -hmm. for a week-ish, maybe two. And then you're going to check out for the holidays. But now's the time. Yeah. Check your numbers. Make a business plan. Do those things. It is time. When do you check your numbers? After my, well, I'm tracking them throughout the year, just keeping a tally. But after I have my last closing Mm -hmm. of the year, I do my chart. Okay, right. But sometimes that's on December 30th. Yeah. Sometimes it's like 
Usually that little lull between Christmas and New Year, I like to do my chart. That's when the chart comes out. Mm -hmm. I love to look at your chart. Me too. Tell the people what's on your chart. Every year I put a chart of my transactions where they came from. Mm -hmm. So I have how many listings and how many were buyers. And then I have a little graph that shows if it was from a repeat client, referral, open house. um, Right from church, like wherever it was from. Yeah. I just like to track it that way. What's your feedback when you post that? I feel like it is, I only get positive feedback, but I feel like if there was negative feedback, they probably wouldn't tell me. No, no, no. (laughs) I feel like it's so amazing to see. I I love that you share where it came from. It isn't just like, I had 90 transactions this year. You're like, no, thank you, church. Here, these came from you. Thank you, other agents. These came from me. Like, it's more of a overview of your business. Yeah, and it just sort of helps me know where my efforts are working and where they're not working. Right. And where to put my energy. Mm -hmm. So it just helps me to see. Okay. Is there anything else you track, though? That's just where it came from and the number of transactions. Mm -hmm. Are you tracking the average sale price or? Um, I'm not tracking that, but I do like to go into MLS and just look at it because it'll show you there. Like, Mm -hmm. this is how much was your average listing. So it's almost like I don't have to track that because I can access those kinds of numbers so quickly. Right. But even looking at it to me is tracking it. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, I see. I, you don't have to put it on a separate spreadsheet. Right. But what are you following up with? Like, what are mm-hmm. you like, okay, yes, I see the, okay, I have this one. All right. You know, I like to make a document, though. Yeah. I, uh, specifically, I like to make a spreadsheet. Yeah. Those are my favorite. I love a spreadsheet. Um, and I have one that I made a couple of years ago. It just got to the point where my career had been long enough that I couldn't quite remember, like, what had happened when. And it became necessary. This is my Katie's Career Overview tracking chart. I love this. Okay. It's got literally every year. It's just by year. And then the number of transactions I closed, what the average sales price was. I want to do this. The total volume I sold, the total commissions I made, like gross. Mm -hmm. And then I put a column at the end called big picture. Mm. Because it's not fair to compare one year to the next if you had a baby one year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not fair. Or if the market crashed for some reason, it's just not fair to Mm -hmm. be like, every year has to be better. Mm -hmm. That's that doesn't make sense. Correct. Okay. So I put big picture in the column. And these are the kind of stuff, things I put in the big picture. I put when I got married. I put when the local market softened, like after the crash, mm-hmm. which wasn't really for us until like 2009. And sure. that's also when Ainsley was born at the very end of the year. Mm-hmm. I put the next year when the oil spill happened, deep water horizon, because it affected our market. Yeah. Um, I put when the flood happened here. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you can't just be like, oh, 2016. Like, what happened this year? No, you have to know the bigger picture. I love this. And the big picture includes you, but also your market. Mm-hmm. Your market. Not mm-hmm. the national market. Your market. Yes. So, like, this year you could put rates jumped to eight. Mm-hmm. This affects That things, was the big talk right? this year. That was the big thing. Right. So, I am obsessed with this chart. 
it is so interesting to see that in 2006, when I had my first transactions, there were 16 of them. My average sales price was $129,000. Oh my gosh. Wow. Okay. So let's go down. I didn't finish. Like it's, this is an older version, but in 2021, my average sales price was 336. Oh. Y'all. That's three times as much. Yeah. And I did 20 transactions then. But think about, right, what is that number if you look at the actual, like, sales price? Mm-hmm. Three times 20 would be more like 60 versus 16. You know when they adjust for inflation or, like, over time, they're like, back in the day, this building cost $1 million. Today, that would be 60 You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you have to do. Hmm. When your career is long, like, you're going to, over time... I just love looking at that and being like, wow. Yeah. The price of houses sure did change. It really puts things into perspective. You have to have perspective on your business. Mm -hmm. Is it growing? Is it plateaued? Is it declining? Where do you want it to be? What, like, maybe I didn't need to close as many transactions because now houses are at a different value. Yeah. Anyway, I really like that one. That's one of the things I track. And I like looking at that. It is a more big picture. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, what what are some things do you think people are missing when they track? Like what are some what are some things that you do that you feel like maybe other agents don't necessarily do? I think it is very important to track your money. Oh, yes. Next and, on my desk. Okay, good. There's the, your business, the business budget. budget. You're so good. The business budget. Yes. So tracking how you spend your money. Yes. Okay, because if you don't know where your leads came from and you're putting marketing dollars out there, whether it's to take a Popeye to your database or to put a park bench on the side of the road, like if you can't attribute actual dollars made in your business to that activity, why keep throwing money at it? Right. It doesn't make any sense. Like I like when I see that my waiter, like the food delivery service, yeah. I like when that number is high. Right. Okay. Because that means I have sent food to like all these different families and people. Yeah. And that is one of my goals right. is that I want my marketing dollars to be directly impacting the relationships I have with people. Okay. So you check your waiter balance. Yeah. What else? Do, are, are there any other places you go to? check that? Well, I do have a business account. Okay. So anything that is real estate related is going to come from that account. Right. So things that I might look at is how much I paid the cleaning lady. Okay. How many times did I say, hey, don't even worry about that. I'm going to have my cleaning lady come handle that for you. Yeah. Or having someone's grass cut, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So right. it's, it's really just tracking, but I like that each qu- so each quarter I print out just my transactions mm-hmm. and then they I categorize them so I okay. can see how things are looking. You do your own account, like your mom helps you with your accounting. Who like do you use QuickBooks? Like what is so? The- I have a bookkeeper. Okay, she also manage. It's not my mom. So my mom manages all of my commission checks. Okay, well I knew that part. Yes, right. She <laughs> they're like, why is know. your mom involved? My mom is a CPA. Okay. <laughs> Good. This is an important detail. 
<laughs> my mother is a CPA. Mom, I got to check. Mom, I don't know what to do. Help me. And um, she keeps track of where I am on my plan okay. to let me know, oh, this much more and you jump to the next level mm-hmm. or yes, your tax check was correct because like my office has a program that can put the taxes aside She's double for checking. you. She's just double checking everything. Mm-hmm. So she just double checks that for me. Okay. But she's also, not doing your bookkeeping. No. No, she's not. I, I have a bookkeeper who also helps me with my cabin. Oh. So she tracks my cabin and mm-hmm. sends me a monthly cabin report. Okay. And um, I just quarterly send her, like I categorize it quickly and mm-hmm. then I just send her everything and she sends me a balance sheet and a profit loss statement. When you categorize it what pro like what system are you using to do excel you're just it's like a spreadsheet it's just a spreadsheet i go into chase app or Mm -hmm. and i download the transactions for that quarter and then you can like categorize them by like you know who it went to yeah payee Mm mm-hmm and mm-hmm. then I just kind of make some notes for her. Okay. And then she puts them all into QuickBooks and makes Perfect. everything pretty. But I do like going through each transaction. That's how you're tracking. I do look at them all once a quarter. So you and don't want it to be super automated already in QuickBooks. I want to see it. You want to see it. And I find mistakes every now and then. Great. Like sometimes I'm like, why was my business card used at Target? <laughs> like I didn't – because I – accidentally used oh, the you wrong did. card. It wasn't like stolen. Well, I have found fraudulent things <gasps> on there. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, right. what, what is like, this? this and I'm right. like Googling like what it is. And oh. so there have been times where okay. I have caught some like miscellaneous things. Mm-hmm. I heard one time that the people, the, the smartest scammers, instead of getting someone's card and like splurging, they just use it like every other week. Because people never catch it. Right. They're not looking. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize 20 bucks here, 20 bucks there. You're like, guess that was me. That, yeah. Like, it very well, that's what made me go, they are oh, so right. And so, so I right. like to, and it takes me, honestly, it takes me about 30 minutes. Okay. To once just, a quarter. Once a quarter. It's not long. To look at each thing. Mm-hmm. And um, most of it is like listing photos, listing photos, cleaning lady, list, you know, it's <laughs> right. Most of it is repetitive. Repetitive. Okay. And so I, it's very quick. Every now and then I'll have to do a little research. And like the other one time I was like, what is this? And I like go look for it. And it was something I had done. It was just the way that they took payment was through something I didn't recognize the uh, name of. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, but yeah, it doesn't take very long. Right. And I always feel better when you look at it. And it kind of goes back to, too, like, if you hired you to run your business, right? would you fire you? Right. Are you proud of the way that you're managing your business? Right. And so I always feel like a good business owner. Like, I'm so responsible. <laughs> I'm so responsible. I should do it more than once a quarter. I, think I mean, that's I peek okay. in there. I peek in there and like, right. but I'm not like digging in deep. Well, at least you're digging in deep at some point. Three, four times a year is better than most people are doing. Yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, you're your whole C-suite, right? So you're your <laughs> CMO. You got to do your marketing. You're your CFO. Got to do your financial. You're the CEO. Got to do all that. I'm like, you're doing the operations. You're the whole thing, right? Like, yeah. you have to... You have to touch each part of your business. So I think that's awesome that you do it that way. I have a business budget that I look at every month. It's 
like I, because I want to make sure, did I cross it out? Did I pay it? And the biggest thing I'm looking at is what are the yearly fees that are going to pop up? Yeah. They come so often in real estate. They're not all in December or January, some are in June or in November. Like, do I have a year subscription to Canva? Mm-hmm which I do. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want all of a sudden $120 to pop up and I just wasn't even expecting it. Or more like MLS fees or like it's 400 bucks. Like, yeah, all of a sudden in June, I was like, oh, I forgot that's when this happens. Mm-hmm. Right. So I keep the yearly stuff on the bottom of my business budget. Okay. With the, with the month that it happens. Right. Okay. So mostly I print it up every single month. I do the monthly ones in case something changed. I do like the as needed things that are let just me see you, let me here. See. You go, take a look. That one's just a blank, but yeah, you know what? A, you get the vibe. Oh, I see, I see. Okay. So at the top of this spreadsheet, it's all of the monthly charges that are consistent, right? So like right. every month, I pay for Supra. Yes, right. Yes, and then the second section is as needed. Maybe I'm just buying client gifts this month, or maybe Mm -hmm. I'm just buying supply or whatever. Then the bottom section is yearly. And the very bottom is the income section because we're not just tracking what's going out, what is coming in. Yeah. And the dates. So I can be like, these are the dates things are due. These are the dates I have closings. Mm -hmm. It works. Yeah. Just simple. Yeah. But you need a budget. You need to know, like, what are your, are you paying for the park bench every two months? Like, is it working? Where are you tracking it and is it working, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so the budget, check. We've got that. Everyone needs a budget, right? The next thing that I want to talk about is my closed transaction spreadsheet. And this is a lot like your chart, right? Okay. Okay. So it's just the spreadsheet version of your chart. Yes. On this document, I am putting the client's name. There is a column that says buyer or seller. Okay. There is the origin. So where do they come from? Phone call? Open house, did they come from a website or wherever? Um, Then there is the date it was received. Okay. Okay. So on my intake form, when I take in a new client and ask them their whole questionnaire, Mm. I have a date. It's got a date on it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know what date you came in because the next column is close date. Like, does this type of online lead take two years to close? Does a referral take three months? Like, kind of, because let's just say you're strapped for cash or you're ready to, like, ramp up your business. Go back and look. Well, which leads turn the fastest, Mm -hmm. right? Oh, well, it's always referrals. So let me go talk to my database and see if anyone has a referral. Yeah. Right? So date received, close date, sale price, the commission amount. All right? So, like, I'm tracking what I made. Yeah. And the percentage. So I can see, like... Um, any trends locally mm-hmm. in the in the percentages, okay, right? Or just know my average so I can work on my business because next up will be your business plan. And I need yeah. these numbers to do that. I do put notes at the end of this, which would have, if it was a referral, who it came from. Yeah. Okay. Because then I want to think back, well, where did they come from? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the train? Tr- the train. The next section of this is where all of the leads came from. So look, I'm telling you where each one came from, but then I'm just doing a grand total down below. Past client, eight. Website, one. Referral, 11. Like, I'm totally, just like your chart, I'm totaling them out. Yeah. And I'm giving them a dollar value because if any of these were some type of paid advertising, I need to know my return on investment. Yeah. The only way I can know my return on investment is to then, the next section is marketing dollars spent. So I had like my website on here. It was 35 bucks a month. It collected leads. That was $420 a year if one of those turns then that's yeah the return on back in, right if okay. it was i don't know if it was pop buys or referrals and i spent ten thousand dollars over the course of the year going by to my 
database's house, well, I only closed two referrals that wasn't that was ten thousand total. That's a wash. That's no return on my investment, right? Yeah. Got to track it. You got to track how you're spending the money and if it's returning. The bottom of this is for my personal like brain. Well, a couple of it's for business plan, average sales price. Mm -hmm. So it's doing the math. I'm like setting up that, um, Mm -hmm. you know, formula. And then however many transactions I had, total volume. But here's the section that I need for my mindset. I break them down into first, second, third, and fourth quarter. Just the number of transactions and the percentage of my overall year that that was. Okay. Okay. So like first quarter, 13%. Second quarter, 40. Third quarter, 37. Yeah. Fourth quarter, 10. That way when I get slow in the first quarter, which I will. Yep. And You're always like, oh, have, this is normal. I'll be like, this is normal. Y'all, you cannot expect that if you want to close 24 transactions in a year, it's literally two every month. Mm-hmm. It might be four one month mm-hmm. and one the next. Cyclical. Know the cycle. The yeah. cycle repeats. You know, there are changes, but it repeats. So that's the transaction comparison. Love that. I've had this one. I don't even... I've had it since the very beginning. Yeah. And I should go get you my folder and show you. I It's a single sheet of paper. I've been in this 18 years. I have them all printed so I can just flip, 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 flip. And, and I think this is so great, especially all of our new agent listeners. If you can start tracking things now. So I have my chart, but I would love to go back and like make some of these things for my year over year. Well, it's like, it's going to take me a long time That's now. very daunting. Because I have to go back 12 years. Right. I wish I would have done things like this from the very beginning. Yeah. I can still go back and do it, but I'm, it's going to take a minute. Right. But those of you who are new, track it now so you can really see your yeah, progress. You just get in the habit. Yeah. Right. And having that tracking over time can show you in black and white you are growing maybe you don't feel that way Mm because it's getting easier and so you're like i don't look at the numbers right look at the numbers all right what's next on your tracking are you ready for my next thing yeah okay so now i take my closed transaction that we just did the transaction comparison and i do my business plan okay i like to do the business plan in december but Don't fret. You can do it in January. You can do it in February. You can do it whenever you want. Mm -hmm. But I go and get all of the all of that data that I tracked makes it so easy to do this. I learned this particular form of a business plan from the 100 Days to Greatness. Okay, from Brian Buffini. And it just goes over what is your income objective for the year? And you have to plug in your average sales price, which see, I have Yeah, now. you have that. You have to plug in your average commission per sale. Well, I have that. Yes. Like I, I know the numbers. You have to put in, though, how many buyers you closed last year and how many sellers. But here's where it gets tricky. You're going to need to know how many buyers and sellers you worked with. They didn't all close. Right. How do you track the number of buyer appointments you went on? Mm -hmm. Like, what is the method? My method was always, I always use my folder. So I always had them sign their agency disclosure. And those are all in a folder. So at the end of the year, I could just go pull Mm -hmm. and be like, oh, yeah, we never actually closed on anything. Yeah. So then I know how many appointments I went on versus how many sales I had. Oh, I love that. And you have to know that because when you do this this version of the business plan, it's going to tell you how many buyer appointments you need every month Mm -hmm. to make your goal. So if your goal is 10 transactions, but you only closed... 50% 50% of the buyers you went to, you need to meet 20 buyers that year. Yeah. Do you know, like in per, so. And I feel like, for example, this year, I had so many buyer consultations that did not 
result in a sale, which right. is fine. Right. I did a lot of educating this year. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of explaining like, hey, before we start shopping, you really need to talk to the lender about that monthly note. Yeah. I had a client recently that was like, hey, we just, we really want a bigger yard. We think we want to upgrade. And I'm like, okay, wonderful. And I'm thinking to myself, they had, they'd only bought their house recently, like in the last two, three years. That's pretty recent. So I thought, Mm. I wonder if they watch the news. <laughs> Do these people know? And I said, yeah. So we had a consultation. And I said, so look, when you bought, what was your interest rate? It was really good. And they were like, oh, 3.2. And I was like, yeah. So um, have you checked them out lately? No. I said, okay, well, look, they're a li- they're higher. You know, they just hit eight last week. And they were kind of like, okay. And again, they didn't quite understand. What the ramifications are. Right. They were like, okay. And I was like, what do you think? Because they had said, we know we've been kind of browsing online. I said, great. When you're browsing online, what kind of price point are you looking in? Well, some of the houses we've seen that we like are like $425, $400. I'm like, okay, great. The house that they bought with me was like $275. Okay. So they've had some promotions at work. They're ready, getting right. ready for they their have- second home. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay, great. You know, they're like, yeah, I mean, we feel so comfortable with our monthly note right now. We feel like we could... I'll bet you do. I said, let's just talk with the lender. Let's just go chat, you know? So, and again, all of this is time, education, Mm -hmm. consulting. They were shocked at the monthly note. They were probably like, we couldn't even afford our current house. They said, honestly, we would feel better at like 350, 330 range. Which is not a big change. Which is not a huge change from where they are. Because the house has increased in value from when they bought. Yeah, we're probably the same house. I'm like, great, you can afford your Your house. house. (laughs) You can afford your house. And to see their face. And I said, y'all, I'm not trying, because Tanner's like, Alyssa, you know it is your job to sell houses, right? You can't. (laughs) I said, I know. I know. How can I sugarcoat this? I, I said, And I told them, I said, it is my job to sell houses. And they were like, no, this exercise was very eye-opening to us. Right. Like, we didn't even think about it. And they were like, and, you know, they ended up just extending their patio and getting a sunshade. And now they're good for the next few years. We'll make it work for a bit. (laughs) So I've done a lot of that this year. Hey there. Are you looking for ways to save time and money in your business? Email Templates 101 is the communication system you need to bring ease and efficiency to managing your transactions and clients. Save time and avoid mistakes, all while providing a high level of service for your buyers and sellers. In Email Templates 101, you'll get 13 downloadable buyer templates ready for your personal touches. And 19 downloadable seller templates, plus six attachment checklists. Head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses to get yours today. Okay. A lot of times people reach out and are just like, they're just, they didn't realize and nobody knows. Yeah. And I even told them like, we could certainly do it. Like, I don't think I would have trouble selling your house right where it is. And I think that you would come out okay. I just wonder if you're going to find something that you'd be happy with. And so I did a lot. That's like 
lately people have been asking me, how's business? Are you busy? And I'm like, I feel like I am very busy. I just don't know that I'm being super productive. Well, you're being productive. You're just not producing closings. Right. (laughs) Right. If you look at the income, it doesn't look as productive as some of the other years. But if you look at my Trello, for instance. A lot of people in there. I wanted to talk about Trello. Because it has helped me so much this year with tracking things. Mm -hmm. Every time someone reaches out and says, I think this, I think I want to do that. Immediately, the first thing I do is open Trello to make sure I have them top of mind. I do not want to forget these people, especially in the beginning stages when they're really hesitant. time. Yeah, you're going to have to follow up here. Mm -hmm. My Trello has never been this long. You know, this is a very good real life explanation of pent up demand. Yes. You have yourself a lot of pent up demand. I do. The entire market has a lot of pent up demand. Yeah. These people still want to buy a house. Yes. That's what they're saying. If the rate and when the rate goes down. It's going to be madness. It'll be floodgates and we'll go back to the multiple offer, you know, and it's not going to take a 3% interest rate. It might just be in the sixes. Yeah. And then it's all of a sudden, hurry, get get it now, yes. And so Trello has been extremely helpful for me tracking how many people I have that have said maybe, maybe that I need to keep up with and not forget about. Even if that's just like once a month checking in so that they know that I'm here. Right. Also, the number of people that have reached out and said, hey, we think we might want to sell, but we've just heard it's not the right time. They're in there. So I have this extremely long list But then if you look at the pending column, it's very short right now. If you look at the active listing column, it's longer than it's ever been right now. Because they're not selling. I'm getting new listings pretty often, but they're just sort of building up. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay. So Trello gives me a good visual of what is actually going on. It's an overview of the market. Yeah. And if if you're a new listener, if you Google Alyssa's Trello class. Or Trello Hustle Humbly. Trello Hustle Humbly. We have it on YouTube. And you can just go look and see, like, how I have mine set up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so be- Trello just allows my brain to see a snapshot of how I'm doing in my business yeah. right now. Yeah. And I am thankful that when all the madness was happening the last two years, I was, like, stopping. You know in the movies when you're frozen and everything around you is moving really fast fast forward? That's sort of how I felt at one point. And I just had this revelation of, like, Alyssa – because my dad is a real estate appraiser. Mm -hmm. And he's always said, you've never been through a tough market. You need to be careful. You've never – you know, you've you've had this successful career. That's wonderful. Make sure you're always, like, prepared. Mm -hmm. He's always been that way, you know? He's seen all the markets. Yeah. And so I think that that – really made me go, I need to be hoarding right now Mm -hmm. because I want to prepare as if we're going to go through like the worst recession ever. Yeah. And I don't think we're going through that. No. But I'm thankful that because of looking ahead, Mm -hmm. I'm not operating from a place of like desperation and fear where I'm like telling those clients, well, maybe we should just try to sell your house and and we should try to find something for $350. Maybe like- no. I'm not trying to, like, force it. And I think that they appreciate that. Because you'll still be here when the market turns. Yes. 
And they'll still be in your pipeline. Yes. <laughs> and they'll all of a sudden be ready. Ready. They'll all be ready. And they'll be educated. Right. And they will understand the importance of it. They needed to be educated. Mm-hmm. <gasps> So Trello has been very helpful for mm-hmm. tracking all of that as well. Yeah. You know, I have my my weekly activity sheet, which is really just my planner page, single page. Mm-hmm. And it has the week there on the side that I can write down whatever my appointments are. And on the other side, it has like my kind of warm leads at the top. Yeah. Then it's got the pendings in the middle and the listings at the bottom. And yeah. it is. It's my snapshot of the mark. It's just my paper version of your Trello board. It's just yeah. like, oh, this is what's going on. Having everything in one place for a quick snapshot. You have to do that. We think, especially when you're slower. Yeah. You think, well, I don't have that much business, so I don't need to track all this. I'm telling you, as you will never get to the point of being busy if you aren't remembering all these tiny little things. Mm-hmm. The first time I ever really started tracking was in 2011. Okay. I was a new realtor. Like you're brand new. I'm brand new. Okay. I had not much of a database. Okay. Um, I was still working on putting it together so that Connie could send out my announcement cards. And I just thought, I don't even have anything to track. And I was doing phone duty, like, as much as I could. Mm Because I was in the office, so I was always signing up. I'll just answer the phone if it rings. Well, I thought, I had listened to something that was talking about tracking. And I thought, yeah, I probably need, like, you think phone duty's not, I'm thinking, you know, I've had a few things. But I started tracking every time I got a name and a phone number. I love that. So it was like, if I had a name and a phone number, that you went on a list. Love it. I That list got up to like 55. Wow. And I couldn't believe it. Like I was like, I didn't even realize how many connections you I was were making. making. And I was sort of like writing them off quickly. Right. Like, oh, well, that conversation didn't go really well. So, eh. but when I actually wrote down their name and number, I was like, I would just call them. Hey, we spoke on the phone the wow. other day. And all of a sudden, through following up on these people that otherwise I would have counted as losses, mm-hmm. the thing is that we trust our brain to remember what's important. No. You will not no. remember. No. Like, you ju- you just can't trust your brain. It has to be written down somewhere. Yep. And then once I started tracking it, I was, like, determined you're to like, get more. You're like, I can do this. Yes. Like, I wanted to do it more. Right. I was motivated because I was, after months of sitting in this little room with the phone, all of a sudden, I had a goal to, like, right. get it even longer. Yep. And then... Because I was more motivated and enthusiastic, the conversations were going better mm-hmm. and better. And then, like, it just started producing better results. Love it. I love it. Nothing ever went wrong from tracking something in your business. No. And I think that it was the perfect example of before I was doing that, before mm-hmm. I was writing down the names, I was just focused on the sale. Right. Will, will, will this lead me to a closing? Oh, that conversation didn't go well. Well, well what about this person? Did they want to see the how? Well, mm-hmm. da, da, da. But then when I started tracking, I was focused on the process. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. if I can just keep following up. And then the sales happened. Right. And we just did an episode on this 
about process, process over, over outcome. outcome. Mm-hmm. So we'll share that again on Instagram. Yeah, I don't remember the number, but it was pretty it was, recently. Yeah, but that would be a great one to go listen to if you're struggling with being so focused on the actual sale. Right. And in all reality, I wouldn't mind taking a minute to talk about the fact that we're in December. Mm-hmm. Six months ago, I must have taken a lot of new listings at one time. Okay. <laughs> Tell us more. Because I have some that are coming up for, for expiration. expiration. And I haven't had that happen in a few years. Like, womp, womp. Yeah. I mean, it's happening. I have a guy that we're going to go ahead and withdraw his listing next Monday. And he said, he did tell, and I, he said that, you know, it was listed with the agent before me. Okay. Well, you, you, maybe it's him. (laughs) Or the house or, yeah. Right, right, right. And so when I pulled it up, it it was reaching like 300 something days on market. Mm -hmm. So he was saying, look, the goal is to like pull it. I'll over the winter, when the winter's over, refresh the landscaping. Yeah. I'll finish painting the upstairs. We can relist it after the 90-day mark. Where you get a freshie. Yes. So in our MLS, after 90 days off market, it appears as a new Zero listing. days on the market. Zero days yeah, on market. because here's the problem. <laughs> and I would tell this to all the people who were hot on calling and expired, you inherit those days on the market yes. unless it's been 90 days. So if it was listed by another agent for 200 days and then you list it, it's going to say 201 yes. on, on you, not, yes. not zero. Correct. And I just told him. I said, listen, I just, I, I, I understand. And I think that that's a, probably a good plan. Yeah. And to be honest with you, I said, I've, I appreciate that. I've always been able to talk with you honestly and frankly. So I'm going to let you know when you, mm-hmm. when we withdraw, mm-hmm. you are going to have things mailed to your house. Your phone is going to start ringing. There are agents who pay for expireds and withdrawns. I know that we will be in touch during this time, but I would just ask that if something changes or if you were ever unhappy with how I was handling the transaction, I said, I would love to continue to market the property, but if you decide to go another direction, will you let me know? And what do you say? Absolutely. Right. And he was like, and honestly, Alyssa, it's nothing that you've done. You're right. He was like, this market is tough. It's this tough. is a luxury price point. Mm-hmm. I have every intention of relisting with you in the spring. Um, and he was like, but I understand. Thanks for letting me know that. And I think we're also just not having that conversation. Well, we like to hide. Yeah. And not tell people the trade secrets. Yeah. And I'm like, because we were, I'm embarrassed that agents do that. Mm-hmm. It's imba- But I will give you a hot tip. I'm sure we've already talked about sport before, but I want the listeners to hear it. Make sure that in the public remarks mm-hmm. of your listing and the realtor remarks, you put in all bold. Seller withdrawing listing to relist with agent in spring. Yes. Like, don't contact agent for more questions. Please don't contact seller. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to happen, but at yeah. least you might avoid some of the calls. If you're like, please don't don't bother these poor consumers. They're not happy. The market is not and the good. most aggravating ones are the ones that call and say they have a buyer. Oh, yeah. I don't really? Like a We've liar. been on the market for 300 days and you never had a buyer. Yeah, I don't All like a All of a liar. sudden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just blah. No, no, thank you. But that's happening. Like, I'm starting to have some listings I that know. are about to roll off and... Some of them, I agree, need to just take a I'm break. Ready, I'm ready too. Like, I have, I, I have done everything I can, and you yeah. have done everything you can, and maybe it's time for a reset. 
Yeah. It, it happens. It does happen. I'm sorry. It's okay. It, it's happening. It'll happen more. All right. I have one last number tracking thing I want to talk about. Okay. We've talked about on the show before. I heard on a Jenna Kutcher Gold Digger episode back in 2020, I think, because it's the first time I did it. She has a numbers note. Oh, the numbers note happens on January 1st. So coming soon, y'all. And on, I started doing it also on July 1st, so halfway through the year. Okay. I put a calendar event in my phone that says numbers note. And then I go pop onto my Google Doc where I have the numbers and I record things that are rolling totals mm. that you would not be able to go back and say, well, how many Instagram followers did I have in 2021 mm -hmm. who knows mm -hmm. who knows but if you're working on something that is growing like a community facebook group or like something that the number is getting bigger your email list mm -hmm. uh your database member like jot it down yeah this is how many i have on january 1 mm -hmm. what is it going to look like on december 30 you know like what's next you're gonna it's a great way to track those things that you can't really track if you're not looking at them regularly yeah regularly so email subscribers database if you want to follow like your instagram or facebook likes or followers or if you've got a group that's growing if you have a youtube channel how mm -hmm. many subscribers does it have how many views are you getting you know stuff like that do you want to track your savings account maybe your retirement you know what i have a column for things that are growing my balances on my mortgages Oh, yours are decreasing. Yes. I love that too. I'm watching them go down. Yeah. Or maybe you just do your net worth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. what's I have it all calculated that way. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So the numbers note is so nice because you can see your progress yeah. on those kind of intangible things. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're putting a lot of effort into your social media. Mm -hmm. well, well, then what's, what's happening there? Yeah, how are you tracking it? How are you tracking it? How do you track your social media? There's things in Instagram and Facebook that show you how to track it too. Yeah, you can go look at, and I'm not great at that. You can go look at your professional dashboard if you're a creator or a business account, which okay. I recommend a creator account. I love it. And then you can see how many people looked at a post or, you know, responded to a poll or whatever, you okay. know, your impressions. Actually, at this airing, I'll be done with my experiment, but I'm doing a 30-day reels personal challenge i saw that's awesome i'm posting one reel per day okay for 30 days at this recording i'm on day 18 awesome so i'm getting close to the end um and you can go to that professional dashboard and it'll tell you like what percentage your impressions and your like um interactions yeah. engagement have increased and it's like over a hundred percent increase mm. so I'll look at that for sure. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing something like that, then track it. And then I just use my numbers note for all the other things. Yeah. Like, you know, how many podcast downloads. Like, we're tracking other stuff, too. Sure. You can track anything. Mm -hmm. If you want to know the health of your business, you have to know the data. You mm -hmm. have to know the numbers. Right. Your business will live and die by numbers. Yeah. And you should. You're a business. Why are you even here? Why are you here? Okay. Anything else that we should track? And I would say all of this was very kind of black and white and like going to look at things. You're going to take this though and inform your goals for next year. Mm -hmm. You can't just say, well, I sold five houses this year, but I'm going to sell 50 next year. I'm <laughs> like, that is not, mm -mm. that's mm. just a pipe dream. Like we want yeah. a goal that's based in reality. So like, like, let's look at the data. Maybe you have a plan to change what you did in your business and that's how you're going to get to 10 transactions next year. Right. Or 15 or whatever it is. 
can't just pick a number out of the sky. No. You got to know where they came from before. Oh, well, you got two referrals this year, but you want to close 10 referrals next year. Well, how are you going to reach out to these? Like, what are you going to go do different? Yeah. That's the other thing. You can't just pick numbers. Mm -mm. I love to track numbers. Speaking of you can't just pick numbers, Mm -hmm. and this is sort of a side tangent, but even when you are speaking to your clients about data, Mm -hmm. I always tell people, don't say... I think your house is worth this. No. I think this needs to be done. I think that it's never your opinion or what you think. Right. Based on the market data, it shows that your house would be priced here. Based on what I'm seeing working with buyers, painting is necessary. These are the things that buyers are complaining about right now. I'm always speaking from a place of experience. And even if you are a new agent with little experience, Mm -hmm. you are still in your office going to meetings, talking to other agents, hearing what they're saying. You can easily say, based on what I'm seeing in the market, right? buyers do care how old the roof is. Right. You know, it's never, I think this is going to bother buyers. No. No, because then they're going to be, I can't tell you how many times I've heard sellers say, well, we talked to another agent, but she just didn't like our house. Or she just didn't think that this was going to, it's like, well, how was she even speaking to them? Right. She didn't think we could sell our house. Yeah. Well, what well, price? You can sell right. everything at the right price. Mm-hmm. There is a price you can sell anything. Yeah. Okay. I love that. I love that advice. Are you ready for the toast? Yeah. Okay. Today's toast comes from Jennifer McCainan, who's in Alabama, to Mandy Street. Mm, I love Mandy. Tennessee, right? Yeah. They're both in the Hustle Homely community. Oh. And Jennifer said, shout out to Mandy Street. We spoke on the phone for over an hour today, and she just oozed value. Oh. I feel confident and like I have a great action plan in place. Thank you both. Us. As well for the amazing community. It's truly a special place. That's so sweet. So they are in community, and they found each other there. And if you want to be in community to find some other Mm -hmm. sweet Hustle Humbly listeners, you can go to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash membership. Perfect. And cheers to Mandy. And thank you to Jennifer. Yeah, this was good. This was great. Okay, bye, y'all. Bye. (laughs) Go record some data. Hey, friends, don't forget that we do have those free resources for you if you love today's episode. Go to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash track to get your own list of things to be tracking as well as Katie's overview. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash hustle humbly and leave us a review or drop a comment if you're listening on Spotify. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at Hustle Humbly Podcast. Don't forget to find all of the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week. This is the good life.